Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. some kudos are in order for our staff that have worked very hard and also our economic development folks Danita Andrews, Scott Luth, Florida West, PEDC, Commissioner Barry and myself we've played a part. Uh, yeah everybody's played a little bit of a part some more than others. Uh, Jeff Bergash yesterday at the Escambia County Commission we talking about the OLF8 uh, bidding war non-silent auction feeding frenzy. I'm not quite sure what you want to call this at this point, but you know, this is a, this is all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, you know, it really is, you know, everybody thought, you know, there was this cute girl over there and then one guy goes up to approach and all of a sudden everybody wants to be with her, you know, all to get us to the point where we are this week with a really good problem Two all cash offers, one for 33 million, one for 35 million, one of which seems to check every box uh, imaginable. Yeah, and by the way, then during the meeting, even more than that. Many of you have no idea what, what a great day this is. So as we're sitting here on the dais contemplating not one but not two offers, hot off the press, we just got another. We had a $33 million offer for OLF8 on Friday. This morning at 6 a.m., we got a $35 million offer. Just now, we had a counteroffer at $38 million. So to all the naysayers who said this was a bad deal, this was a good deal. And it's about to get much better. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that that's, you know, that's pretty good stuff. Uh, I mean, there's no way around. That's that's fantastic. I mean, if, at least in terms of as long as the master plan is followed, which, you know, we were assured by West Moreno yesterday that that's actually part of the ordinance, basically, that they can't get around that. It would take an active board vote to change that the allocation of land and the design of the property. And, you know, they may have to tweak some things. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But they, you know, they're not going to abandon the basic blend of residential and public services and, uh, you know, light manufacturing kind of stuff that's going to go on that spot. But, um, you know, it was kind of interesting to hear, you know, Jeff Bergash kind of, you know, take what and, and look, I think, you know, this has been his project. You know, he has made it his project. He has a whole um, liturgy of things that he always says every time this topic comes up about how, you know, there was struggle and there was compromise and nobody was happy. And, you know, some people got, you know, some what they want. Nobody got everything they want. But, you know, we did a process. I mean, he, he tells a story every single time, which is fine. Uh, you know, I it's one of those things that, you know, if you're uh, uh, an effective politician, you retell the stories, you know, just like the pastor. You know, you retell the stories and he retells this story every single time. But I think, you know, a lot of people had criticism of the project itself. Um, it was a very expensive project to do. It was a long time coming, you know, decades in the making. Many times it looked like and nothing would happen. And we still don't have anything on the spot. OK, I'm, well, I mean, you have the portion of it that uh, Navy Federal is doing their stuff on. We, you know, we, we're still not across the finish line by any stretch, but things look a whole lot better today than they looked a week ago. Massively better today than they looked a week ago. And I think it's fair for Commissioner Bergash to take some, you know, victory time on all this. I want to talk about this. This is a big 
deal. And a lot of people did a lot of hard work. A lot of people took a lot of elbows, punches, uppercuts, uh, because we were told that's we were stupid. Metaphorically, by the way, I think that's not like nobody actually went to the hospital, but you know, he does like his drama. You're crazy. You're going to acquire this property. You're going to lose money. We're going to make money. And we're going to turn this community we're on overdrive. We're going, to, we're going to turn up the volume to hyperdrive. And we're going to have great jobs, great amenities. I'll finally have a restaurant in Beulah. I've lived there 20 years that I can go sit down and have a glass of wine and a steak. Right now, there's nothing. Still, we got the roller burritos at Circle K. We finally got, hey, we finally got a Pizza Hut and a McDonald's. I want more. And we're going to get more. And jobs. So, so we'll just call it OLF Jeff Steak. We'll and clearly, <laughs> he's never tried it at Circle K. Well, right. I mean, delicious. Yeah, yummy. I used to have to yeah, drive no, that's it. true. Fair enough. Jeff. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's he's very excited, understandably, Commissioner Lumen May. Thank you, Commissioner McGosh, and I can tell you're pretty excited. It looks like we'll, we'll probably have a, a lunch party, and maybe you can get a steak and some wine if we get out of here on time. <laughs> um, that's tonight. Well, it's going to be my goal to get you a steak and wine. <laughs> I've told you before, Lumen May, um, whatever you might think about him on any other subject is funny. <laughs> and it's it's always the quick throwaway line that you don't need. Yeah, no, he's a, he'll, he'll rip you pretty good anytime he feels like it. So, you know, what's Commissioner Bender think of all this? Commissioner um, Bender. I don't have anything for the good holes today, sir. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're just too excited. Jeff, to Jeff, yeah, we're excited. You got to get Jeff your all your time. Jeff, use all your time. That's good. We're yelling all time to Jeff today. <laughs> Commissioner Barry in the background. You know, Jeff Bergash took all of the time. So, again, you know, Commissioner Bergash, very excited about all this. This is a good deal, and it's about to get much better. So, uh, Wes, <laughs> you just dropped that in our laps like it was nothing. Eh? Well, I, don't know why, I don't know why we stopped negotiating, because my idea was always $50 million. So, well, I mean, yeah. So, keep negotiating, Jeff. Well, you you know get your two steaks. <laughs> Get you two steaks. That's what I'm talking about. Like, there's always a jab coming, and that's always kind of interesting. So, um, and and really, I mean, if you look at this process, we had, you know, the opportunity was out there, and we just didn't get anybody with any serious offers, and it kind of languished. And you started to wonder, oh God, what have we done? You know, we put 18 million dollars into this project to get this open field of land that now nobody wants, and with the economy in a little bit tighter situation than it had been, say, five years ago or even two years ago. Um, There's always the question of, is this even going to happen? I mean, you could always probably, with the housing crisis, you could always probably sell it to just home builders. But nobody wants to do that. That was definitely not the point. And if that happened, nobody would be happy. And that was kind of the fear about the D.R. Horton was that, you know, some people heard D.R. Horton and they're like, oh, God, no, what are they doing? Well, you know, that was never the plan. But they did get the second offer in from Breland Homes and uh, it came up higher. And then you wind up getting the, uh, you know, the uh, bid again, basically of $38 billion. So from D.R. Horton, they're like, whoa, 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 we'll put five more million on there. Like in like five days. Their bid went from 33 to 38. What else could we get? <laughs> you know, that's the question. The thing is, you have to talk about these things. When you get them, you talk about them. Then people that are on the sidelines pull, the, pull out the checkbook, right? But um, anyway, I wanted to mention that now, Wes, now that I've stolen yep, your thunder. Commissioner, that was just in, just hit my email box. So I wanted to get that distributed for the discussion. So you would think this is a relatively easy thing to do, but it's not. And, and I'll tell you why. Two, two, two questions. Question number one is, do we have one of these bidders? And uh, you know, it sounds like from the commissioner's point of view and other people's point of view that, you know, Breland Holmes really is the one that has done this kind of thing a lot. And 
they're, you know, all to the good. There's a lot of people who have a very negative impression of D.R. Horton. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I just know that, you know, with all of the building that they have done in this area, uh, a lot of people that came, a handful of people came up and spoke and were like, wow, no, not them, you know, not even if they added $10 million on it was, but, but Breland looks very good at this. I, I don't have an opinion about that. I'm just telling you what you know. some of the public comment was. Um, but then you have this issue Lumen May brings up of why are we negotiating about this in public? You know, why are we doing this bidding war here on the dais? My thought is, well, it's working. You know, within the space of a day, you managed to pull up an extra $5 million, right? I don't know if we should be negotiating it out in a public forum when we have so many people who are submitting. And now I understand that somebody else is going to submit today after this meeting. So there's going to be other submissions that are going to happen. So that's a third potential coming on board uh, that likely knows the price tag and is likely willing to add above that. You got Ryan Bell from Kinetic Solutions. He had come the previous meeting and said, hey, if you guys hang on, I think I've got, you know, we, we got some investors that want to buy the whole project. And the commission kind of said, you know, come back to us when you're serious, son. Um, and, you know, he came back and he's like, yeah, but you guys just can't be doing it this way you can't can't be having a process where we're having public meetings and all of a sudden the offer amount changes because somebody gets a text that morning or whatever uh my investors don't work that way but we would like to participate if there could be a little bit more of a process involved so commissioner barry stephen barry he says look let's just let the staff talk with breland and with dr horton and if there are others who come along that's fine we'll talk to them and you know just kind of let's let's give this a little bit of space to breathe these offers are good for 10 days and let's kind of see what winds up happening at the same time commissioner may is raising some i think fair questions but i will say for me 33 million sounds great 38 million sounds great you know in theory but Practically, if we put $14 million in infrastructure, it's going to be more than we've anticipated always. I mean, that's that's the triumph for putting the road and stuff in. That's $14 million. Even if you had a 10%, you're probably going to put $15, $16 million in the infrastructure, purchase price, and things that we've done. I mean, you're right at back at 30 some million dollars so i mean and that uh, and he's right like if it was 18 million altogether getting ownership in the first place and then 14 to 15 to 16 uh off of the triumph stuff you know that you know that's 33 4 5 million dollars all of a sudden 35 or 38 doesn't sound so great when you think about all the money that's already been put in all that has to be taken into consideration for me i mean you know so that's why to me it would be hard just to make a decision because you know if I am going to put 15 16 million dollars in the infrastructure well 38 million doesn't sound so great but if we're not putting it in then maybe 38 sounds great yeah right. so and that's you know always understand your costs and even if the money wasn't paid by the county necessarily it's still public money it's still triumph money and you know looking at it as well we get somebody else's money or we get you know BP money I mean we still got to be good stewards and so it is very easy to look at this and say, well, you know, 30, let's say 38. OK, let's say the, the Horton deal is one that they pick. Um, you know, I don't think that's likely at this point. They, the, most of the commissioners seemed um, pretty comfortable saying that even at a lower price tag, they prefer the Breland. You know, so I don't know where they're leaning right now between the two. OK, but uh, let's let's say 38 just winds up being the number. Well, you know, 38 is only a couple of million more than those two numbers combined. Is that really a good deal? Is that really an adequate amount? Because if you're the if you're the bidder, you know you're bidding, let's say thirty five or thirty six on a you know eighteen million dollar property. That looks like a good deal. You know that looks like we're making a lot of money. Um, but if you're the bidder and you know you're getting thirty five million dollars worth of value because somebody else paid for the road construction, right? You know, now it 
it looks like a good deal from their point of view, not so much from our point of view. So these were kind of the conversations that they were having. And as Commissioner May pointed out, this is such a large tract of land. It's one of the last real opportunities to create something meaningful, significant job-creating center, town center, that kind of stuff in Escambia County. There needs to be you know, some type of return on land. And quite frankly, this is the last large spot of land that we have to be able to develop it. I mean, and w- once this is over, everything's going to go to Santa Rosa and it's going to go to Okaloosa. So we have to create jobs for the least of them. I mean, we have to be able to greet light manufacturing jobs, opportunity that our children can stay here in Escambia County. And this is probably going to be the last time that we can bring industry and keep our children here. And, you know, he knows that his folks in District 3 are not likely to move out there, but they are likely to work out there, you know, assuming that they have transportation. So in the end, Commissioner Bender, uh, had, Robert Bender had brought up, well, are we so sure that we need to sell it as a whole? Could we not sell the residential part to D.R. Horton maybe and then sell the other parts to somebody else? And, you know, the commissioners were very very eager to ignore that suggestion um, because the other commissioners, because, you know, I think their view is this. Look, we feel like we got a windfall. We got these two competing offers, a third one rumored to be coming. The price tag is significant enough to make it worth doing. And God only knows what might be true in a month. Take something you've got right now and let's get going and let's not be worried about this anymore and so they move forward with basically saying you know Wes and Allison uh, Wes Moreno the uh, county administrator and Allison Rogers the uh, county attorney let them start talking with Breland with D.R. Horton and with whoever comes forward and you know let's see what's true in a week or two and you know that seems like a reasonable approach and I, I do appreciate the, um, uh, you know, on the one hand, being concerned about losing the deal, which is kind of what Commissioner Kohler had brought up. Uh, you know, they could go away. And um, basically, the other commissioners, particularly Barry, said, eh, I think it was Barry, said, you know, they're, they're not going to go away uh, over a couple of days. You know, this is they realize this is a good deal for them. This is why we think they might even bid higher. Um, let's just see what's true in a week, a week or two. 523. So this is a good day. I mean, given that nothing has actually been done yet. Okay, Um, and given that there's still a lot of questions on the table, all things considered, pretty good day. And so for the folks who uh, championed OLF8 as as, as a project, um, you know, kudos. I think it was fair for Jeff Bergash to take a bit of a victory lap on all of this. 523 on News Radio 92.3, I'm Andrew McKay. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. So if you're thinking about selling a home, okay, we talk about Christina Leavenworth all the time. And there's a reason. Okay, I've known her personally as long as I've lived here. I mean, back when she was doing news, I knew her, and you know, she and her husband are great. Um, but she got into real estate, and she had this just kind of outrageous level of success. And it's because she knows what she's doing. She's diligent, attention to detail, gets people and works with them and makes them way more happy than they even knew they could be. That's kind of been her motif. Well, when the economy was hot, 
I know sometimes the thought is, well, I don't necessarily need a good realtor. And I said, well, you know, trust me, talk to her, <laughs> you know, and so many people did and they got so much better results than they expected. And that's that's the point. But when the real estate market is not as hot as you know, right now, we have some issues. Um, that's really the time when you need that expert advice. That's really the time when her knowledge about what's going, what's going now, what needs to be changed, how you can tweak the staging or the way you do social media or the way you time the open house, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then again, that kind of attention to detail at every step of the process. That's what you get with Christina and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty. So if you want the best price for your home, really honest expert advice, this is you know what you're going to get. Now, she actually says, I'm so confident in what we do that uh, I will promise to sell your home in 30 days and not charge you anything if we don't. And she makes that promise not because you're going to get free service, but because she'll sell in 30 days. I mean, that's kind of how that works. Um, in fact, they've even got uh, cash investors. So if you're willing to you know, maybe sell it at a little bit lower price, but you get cash right now, get done, she can do that too, no problem. So you really have nothing to lose. Get good advice. Find out what Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty can do for you. 723-9158. 723-9158. News Radio 923. Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi, and Lars Larson. Informative, local, dependable. Slow jam the news. Yeah. Yeah, me and Jimmy Fallon right here. Listen, um, yeah. Teddy, Teddy's the man. <laughs> There's no way around it. That just. Who's Teddy? Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, yes. that's right. 527 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, romantic. Yeah, I'm that Andrew came McKay. out creepy. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, y'all. <laughs> My David, man. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, David federal Wayne. and uh, local officials in East Palestine, Ohio, say that uh, the people there are safe, despite concerns about exposure to toxic chemicals after that train derailment. The EPA and uh, Administrator Michael Regan visited the community. They say air and water quality tests there showed no contamination. The five Memphis police officers charged with murdering Tyree Nichols are due in court today. Of course, they were all fired after that footage was released. And apparently, we're all having to tighten our belt in this economy. And Disney is no exception. They are going to be scaling back their streaming content. And the biggest uh, the biggest cuts are going to be to Marvel. Uh, company insiders say the only two sure bets now uh, for this year are season two of Loki and Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. That's weird, because I would have thought that the Marvel Universe does does pretty good for them. It brings in almost That's all right. their money. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, okay, whatever. Um, that You know, people make their decisions. It's not my company to run. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 528 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, um, I don't know if you happen to see this, but we've got another top Russian official uh, winds up getting suicided. You know, the, <laughs> you know, the something's fishy with that. No, I mean, I hate to be that person. Yeah, but. no, I mean, this is everybody just assumes now that if you're a top Russian official who gets what is the method thrown out of a balcony window to her death. And you say, well, the evidence is it's she, a lady. That's right. It's a female. She was like the finance person for all of the war efforts. And, um, you know, she, you know, the official account is she took her own life. The uh, unofficial account that everybody else believes is uh, she got her own life taken. You know, defenestrated is actually the word for being thrown out of a building uh, as a form of execution. And, you know, when it's one person, 
okay, but it's not. We're like three or four major officials, and I think the number is really quite a bit higher than that. Um, so the high-ranking Russian defense official um, found dead on Wednesday. Her name is uh, Zemshina. No, 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 no. Sorry, it's uh, I had yeah, Marina Yankina. 58 years old, at least she was. Um, you had a 17-year-old uh, Major General Vladimir Makarov died of an apparent suicide in Moscow uh, earlier this week. In November, you had Colonel Vadim Boyko, age 44. And uh, then back in December, you had the sausage tycoon, Pavel Antov. So, you know... It I thought does, that was it, Abe Roman. Looks, <laughs> that's Chicago, not the sausage tycoon of um, uh, of Moscow or Moscow, as we're supposed to say these days. Oh. Five thirty on News Radio ninety two three. Uh, David Wayne, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? A fatal crash yesterday on Ninth Avenue. We'll have more on that right after this update from Fox News. Pam Huso. Federal medical experts are being sent to the site of a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Fears are mounting over the leak of hazardous chemicals. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan toured the area Thursday, telling residents the government will carry out testing in any home to help offer reassurance. Fox says Jonathan Hunt, some residents have complained of headaches, rashes and sore throats. Lingering questions about three flying objects that President Biden says don't appear to be linked to China's spy program. President Biden says the three unidentified flying objects shot down across different parts of North America were most likely tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 News Radio 92.3. It's 57 right now, and it's a windy morning out there. Looks like there could be a bidding war on the horizon for Escambia County's OLF 8 property. A surprise $35 million cash offer made on the property yesterday, days after a $33 million offer from D.R. Horton. During yesterday's Escambia County Board of Commissioners meeting, it was said more offers might be coming in soon as well. Commissioners directed uh, county staff to begin negotiating with potential buyers. A man dead after a head-on collision yesterday at 9th Avenue and Hillbrook Way. Pensacola police say one other person was also hurt in that crash. Their injuries reported as non-life-threatening. An investigation is ongoing. Man wanted on multiple charges, now in jail after briefly trying to flee from deputies. Scampia County Sheriff's Office says they located 34-year-old Patrick Bell in a convenience store parking lot on Navy Boulevard. Uh, He was wanted on weapons charges, but deputies say when they tried to stop Bell's vehicle, he took off. After a brief pursuit down Navy Boulevard, deputies say Bell lost control, crashed into a fence, then tried to flee on foot. Nobody was hurt during the pursuit, but Bell now faces charges related to that pursuit as well as some other drug possession charges. He's being held with no bond at the Escambia County Jail. Well, politics might be playing a little bit more of a role in school board races here in Florida. A House committee in Tallahassee approving a bill this week that would allow school board candidates to run with a party designation. State Representative Spencer Roach uh, says it's all about transparency. The change would only come if voters in 2024 approved making it a constitutional amendment. If it's passed, it would take effect by 2026. The committee also approved limiting school board members to eight years in office. 
It's 5:33 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. We're going to be seeing some showers through the morning hours, 40% chance of rain overall. After the rain moves out, temperatures drop high near 56 degrees. Overnight tonight, we are going to stay chilly with temperatures in the low 30s. As you go into Saturday, sunny skies with a high near 57 degrees. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 45. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. Again, it's a windy one out there this morning, 57 degrees. Uh, in Pensacola, still seeing some showers reported over in Gulf Breeze, 60 there and 58 in Milton. Our next news at 6 o'clock. We've got breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host used to play tournament soccer. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when experienced automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. More than ever, we are reimagining our homes as places of retreat. We're minimizing stress and maximizing space. We're dreaming of spa-like bathrooms, complete with beautiful vanities to hide the clutter and make room for candles. We're wishing we could de-stress in a soaking tub or under a rainfall shower at the end of a long day. Make this the year that dream becomes your reality with Home Outlet. Our guaranteed lowest prices put quality products within budget and dream spaces within reach. Visit us in store or online at homeoutlet.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital Saturdays at 1 to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. Five thirty-seven here on News Radio ninety-two-three. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Yesterday we had a chance to talk to Mike Wood, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. 
Thank you, and good morning. Good morning. So, uh, as perhaps not as robustly anticipated, but certainly anticipated, y'all have been pretty active on Three Mile Bridge since it opened the other morning, right? Absolutely, and we're going to stay out there because there's obviously a need. Um, we've had some a lot of speeding going on. We've made a lot of traffic stops. I believe it was 47 yesterday, 34 of those resulted in tickets. Uh, and we clocked a motorcycle doing 124 miles an hour on the bridge, which I don't have to tell you how dangerous that is. You know, no, normally motorcycle riders are among the safest people on the roadway. Uh, but yesterday, that was a, a clear indication of a person that was not thinking straight and obviously thinks that nothing bad could ever happen to him. So, um, you know, if they keep up like that, sooner or later, you're going to read some bad things in the news about this individual and people like that. That's just, just there's nothing good about that. It was totally dangerous. And the officer that clocked uh, this individual had to make a quick decision. Do I go after him or am I making the problem even worse if I try to? So they chose not to uh, to pursue that vehicle. So, so he clocked him, but didn't chase, didn't, couldn't call ahead. There was no pride. So that person wound up getting with going without a ticket. No, yeah, there wasn't a stop made. We can call ahead, uh, you know, other units in Pensacola if it's going that way, or Gulf Breeze if it's going the other way, uh, and try to attempt to stop. But at that particular time, traffic on the bridge was heavy, uh, and it was not it was not worth uh, trying to, to to get that individual individual stopped because we can compound the problem right. if we do that in some cases. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's frustrating. And did I I thought I heard it reported that the the average speed of the tickets that were given was 67 miles an hour in a 45. Yeah, it was about 22 over was the average yesterday. That changes every day. But um, yeah, that's what it was yesterday. So and then the day before we stopped. Uh, several people in an hour and a half. I believe it was 20-something in an hour and a half. So um, obviously there's a problem on the bridge. And you got to look at it. That bridge is wider than it ever has been before, and we still have one lane yet to open. Right. So we kind of fear that it might get worse when that happens. People get on that bridge, especially if you're not from here, um, and that bridge mimics an interstate. And people think that, that interstate speeds are appropriate for that bridge, but it is clearly marked on both ends, uh, and even in the center, that it's 45 miles an hour. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit, and I've asked a number of officials, what what can we do to raise the speed limit once it's completed? Not right now. I think 45 is a very reasonable speed right now, given the ongoing construction and lane restrictions. But, yeah, I mean, this this is a 0% surprise to anybody that people are speeding, but, um, you know, safety first, right? And now is – now. I guess you are you patrolling or is Gulf Breeze patrolling the other side? Are you working with them or is this all PPD doing this right now? No, the Gulf Breeze is out there uh, with us and, uh, and and FHP goes out there too. So uh, and we're in marked cars and we're in unmarked cars. So just keep that in mind. The car beside you or behind you when you're speeding may very well be an unmarked police car that's going to light you up as soon as you get to the other end of the bridge. We try not to conduct traffic stops on the bridge because it's dangerous. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we may wait until we get to the end of the bridge to light you up and, uh, and things can go downhill from there. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort between departments. And, and I will say this, I know, I know people, like, I'm a driver. Okay. I get it. And you know, I, I have in the past liked to speed. I get it. I understand. Uh, but need I remind folks that when the bridge was out and people were using Garson point and that got to the point where the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office had to be in there all the time because people died. People died from speeding and aggressive driving on that bridge. Uh, we certainly don't want to have that happen, right? It's already happened on this new bridge. We've already had a, a fatality 
uh, a year and a half ago, I believe, and uh, on, on this new bridge, it was a motorcycle who was also uh, driving extremely fast. He was unable to avoid a vehicle, hit that vehicle, and he uh, was killed instantly. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard on a bridge. You have It's narrow, and when there's a situation in front of you, some sort of danger, it's very hard to get slowed down and to avoid it because there's really not anywhere to go except into the wall or another vehicle, which is going to cause a chain reaction. Right. Uh, that's why speeding is so dangerous on the bridge, and that's why we're out there. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I want to talk with you about, we had a robbery at a, a Circle K that involved a shooting. Is that right? Uh, it was, there was a uh, it was an armed robbery. I'm not aware of a shooting. Okay, it, it was an armed robbery with a gun. Okay, sorry. Yeah, East Pensacola Heights. We also had an, another one earlier uh, at uh, A and Garden. There are some similarities in those robberies, but uh, as far as hooking them together, uh, being the same person, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay, so I, so in this case, still looking for anybody who's got any information, anybody who might know or have seen something. Yes, absolutely. Give Crime Stoppers a call or call Pensacola Police Department directly. We'd like to hear that information. All right, very good. Now, um, we've already talked with us, uh, with a couple of our other law enforcement partners, but I wanted to get you guys to talk about this a little bit as well because this is such a concern. Um, the swatting, or it was, turned out not to be a... Yeah, I mean, turned out not to be an actual threat, but the swatting threat. And then, of course, we know what happened with the emergency alert system and how that kind of went awry. Uh, but this issue of swatting uh, that I had at one time thought, well, that's some distant problem that they're having in other parts of the country. That's not here. This is here, and it's not the first time at all, right? No, it's happened before. Uh, sometimes it happens multiple times a week, but uh, it's a very serious offense that we will take that we do take seriously and we will go after the people that cause this and it's easier now easier nowadays to trace phone calls than it's ever been before because of the way things run digitally with telephones but um we're going to take those calls seriously the thing about those incidents uh we know going in that if we have one single call that it may be a swatting incident if it's real we're going to have multiple calls but just the same even with a single call we're going to treat it uh, as real until we get there and assess the situation. Right, which is what puts everybody at so much danger, both you and anybody who might be the unsuspecting victims of something like this, because bad things can happen when everybody's at that level of alertness. Um, I don't know if you heard me talking about this earlier, but there was a case up in Century just in the last couple of days where uh, a guy thought that somebody had shoplifted the Dollar General and there's some other details in the case that, you know, may not really matter all that much. But essentially, he thought, you know, they shoplifted. And so he decided to pull out his concealed carry, I guess, in the holster, apparently, which seems like a pretty awkward way to do it. But OK. Um, and held them at gunpoint until the, the sheriff's office could arise. Can and I already gave people a stern warning on how that is not a lawful use of a firearm. But can you just maybe clarify for people who might not have heard that and just tell them, Here's what you can't do with that concealed carry. Yeah, I'm not exactly familiar with that case, but I can tell you that if it's a shoplifting like that, most of the time it's going to be a misdemeanor. And the problem with that is you cannot, uh, even law enforcement officers cannot produce a weapon, threaten the use of a weapon unless their life is in danger or someone else's life is in danger. And, uh, you know, with a shoplifting, uh, that's usually not the case unless the person, of course, bring down a knife or a gun. So uh, just because you have a concealed carry, uh, carry permit does not give you permission to become the law or an officer and take things into your own hands. That was, uh, you know, situations like that are, are clearly um, not legal. 
And and that's a, that's actually a really great note too. Is that you know he might think he's being a cop. Even a cop wouldn't be justified, right? <laughs> so you certainly no. certainly are not justified in in that situation. That's a, that's a really good note. Uh, you guys named David uh, Officer David Tichetta your Police Officer of the Year, right? Yeah, you know, Officer Tichetta. If you if you ever meet him, he's always got a smile on his face, always going above and beyond. There were three that were nominated. Uh, all three are excellent police officers. Um, Officer Tachetta is one that the supervisors don't have to sweep up behind him. They don't have to, you know, ask him to get something done. They don't have to check to see that it got done. Not only did it get done, but he went above and beyond. And it's reasons like that uh, that he became the Pensacola Police Department's Officer of the Year. Well, we will take it, and we certainly support him in that. We always like to end with a uh, a cop myth or a did you know. And since we're talking about speeding and I-110 and the bridge and all of that, uh, well, I guess not I-110 specifically, but the bridge, uh, people, I, I know we've gotten lots of people call in and say, you know, PPD's out there doing a, um, uh, a speed trap out on the bridge. Um, all right. So in hi- now Florida does have a history. Okay. There are parts of Florida that were absolutely speed traps and it, it took legal action to shut them down and make them not do that anymore. That is not the current situation. Can you maybe clarify that or kind of address that belief that when the police are radar enforcing that that is somehow a speed trap or inappropriate? Yeah, it's not inappropriate. It's not a trap. That bridge has been 45 miles an hour for as long as I can remember, which was back in the 80s. Um, You know, it's well marked. Uh, We will do things like we're doing now and let people know that we're out there and what the speed limit is, so there's no trap at all. Uh, Also, we want to make sure people understand the Pensacola Police Department does not set the speed limit. That's done at the state level. Uh, We do not have quotas. Uh, we don't, you know, that, that's, that's been gone for a long time. And the money that we get from those tickets, or let me rephrase that, the money from those tickets does not go straight to the officers or the Pensacola Police Department. It goes to the state level and is distributed from that point. Which, which again, there were other places, uh, you know, and in the past in Florida. I mean, my grandmother, for goodness sakes, who lived in Florida for forever, she was actually involved in litigation to shut down a speed trap in a small town elsewhere in Florida. So there's definitely a history here, but a speed trap where you deliberately try to uh, entice people into speeding by mismarking or hiding or obscuring the speed limit and then trying to make money off of that, uh, that is not what's going on and that doesn't happen anymore uh, because there's been a lot of reforms, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Andrew. You know, we don't have to create traps. There's plenty of people out there speeding. You know, we can get billboards and we can get signs that, hey, police are ahead running radar and we are still going to get people speeding. We don't we don't have to create traps or anything uh, like that. Very good. And as the data shows, 22 over in a 45 is certainly a dangerous speed. Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. As always, Mike, thanks for what you do. Thanks for keeping us safe. We appreciate the work. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about that. Going 124 and they don't catch them, uh, you know, but I understand why. I, I absolutely understand why. That's always the balance is, you know, how do you preserve public safety the best, and is it by making this one arrest? 548 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Frontier Motors, you hear me talking about them. You hear Dave Ramsey talking about them. And I'll tell you, one of the things, you know, look, we're two people on the radio. Okay, I, I get it. That's, that's something, but, you know, maybe you want more evidence. Okay, here's my recommendation. Pay attention to the bumpers of the cars you're driving around when you're driving around today. And what I mean is look for the license plate frames and the bumper stickers that say Frontier Motors. Now, you've probably seen them in the past, but you didn't pay much attention. I want you to actively pay attention and look. And what you'll see, you know, when you do this for a day, you might see a couple. When you do it for a couple of days, you'll see four, five, eight. And then at some point, you're going to start to feel like, are there any cars that don't? <laughs> they are all over the place. And yet it'll actually, I, I hate to do this to you because it'll start to be annoying. You're like, I can't unsee it. Well, that's the point. 
I want you to realize how many thousands upon thousands of people have bought cars happily from Frontier Motors and then had such a good experience that they go back for their next car, spouses' next car, kids' cars, that kind of stuff. There's a reason that Frontier Motors has been serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. When you stop by, tell them that Andrew McKay and the bumper stickers sent you. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Are you a business owner stressing about the high cost of health care plans or wondering how you can compete in today's labor market? ProHealth is here to help. ProHealth's medical membership program is just $45 per month per employee. That's just $0.28 cents an hour for full-time employees. This program covers unlimited primary care and teledoc visits with zero copay and many more benefits. No appointment is ever necessary at ProHealth. Beat the high cost of health care with ProHealth's medical membership. Not convinced? Think about how much a sick employee is going to cost you. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Uh, foster the people. Okay, when I ask you that off the air, you can answer me off the air. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I'd never heard no. this. That's cool. And yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. it's uh, Houdini is the name of that particular oh, song. Cool, cool. So, I like and I think, it. I like they, it. They've been a hangout fest, I think. They have. I'm not, if I'm they not have mistaken. with a whole bunch of. I, that was the one band I knew. Yeah, was he? Yeah, the one you recognized on the list. All right, <laughs> I know, same way. Yeah. Actually, a good band. <laughs> 551 News yeah. Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. That's Candy. By the way, some things that are going on. Leap for Change, their project for this year, Leadership Pensacola's two-class projects. Uh, they're going to help provide basic needs, including food hygiene pro- uh, products, clothing, and other necessities to specific local organizations that serve families and children in Pensacola. That's great. Sad to be needed. Mm-hmm. Great that so many people help out in this regard. What a great class yeah, this year. Yeah, no, they are. And I love, you know, you and I both love Leap so much. Such mm-hmm. a great uh, value for the people who go through it into the community. Uh, NewsRadio923.com if you want to get more information. We're also in uh, the tax season. United Way West Florida's volunteer income tax assistance program is booking appointments right now. VITA, V-I-T-A, is a free program if you are earning less than $60,000 a year, uh, basically through PSC, but also the Goodwill on Olive Road, or just call 211 in order to schedule a time. And Independence for the Blind, the eyeball, comes up March 11th. I will actually be emceeing at this year. That's 6 o'clock at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach on March 11th. Oh, really? Uh, changing lives by sponsoring a table or purchasing tickets and help us provide programming for the clients to maximize independence in their lives. So it's a great organization. It really is. Um, uh, NewsRadio923.com for more information. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Former Vice President Mike Pence calling President Biden's briefing on aerial objects unacceptable. Pence spoke to Fox News yesterday about the uh, aerial objects that have been shot down over the last few weeks and called Biden's remarks too little, too late. U.S. officials now advising Ukraine to hold off on any counteroffensives until their troops have 
received the latest supply of weapons and are trained to use them. Uh, that seems to mesh with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's message to in his uh, nightly video to troops yesterday. Zelensky says the priority for their near future is holding the front line. And uh, Super Nintendo World now open at Universal Studios what? Hollywood. Uh, the Mushroom Kingdom it has been brought to life, apparently, in this uh, theme park. And, uh, yeah. And you can also eat at the Toadstool Cafe if you decide to go there. Nice. So this sounds I bet it's going to cool. be, like, infiltrated with hippies. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. No, they're all over at the Sega, at the oh, Sega yeah. World. Yeah. That's where the hippies live. That's awesome. Hedgehog, we want you to wear this costume. <laughs> all right. Again. David, that's great. David, thanks so much for the update. 554 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, terrible sad news. Did you see about Bruce Willis? Yes. Bruce, so, you know, Bruce had been relatively active, but not super recently. You know, I think the last thing I really remember seeing him was, was a roast that they did for Com- Comedy Central uh, a couple of years ago oh, that was sure. very good. He did a sci-fi movie that was, uh, you could buy it, it was on video on demand, on oh, okay. and it was not great, and it got a Razzie, and then they rescinded oh, it after they found out. The, right, yeah, because yeah, he didn't talk in it, and it kind of sucked. So, Demi Moore, of course, his ex-wife, uh, put out a note on her Instagram page yesterday. Our family wanted to start by expressing our deepest gratitude for the incredible outpouring of love, support, and wonderful stories we've all received since sharing Bruce's original diagnosis. In the spirit of that, we wanted to give you an update about our beloved husband, father, and friend since we have a deeper understanding of what he is experiencing. Um, he had kind of stepped away from work in 2022. Anyway, yeah, uh, she writes, um, uh, he had been diagnosed as aphasia in spring of last year. Condition has now progressed. They have a more specific diagnosis, uh, frontotemporal dementia, FTD. And so... Um, yeah, she says, unfortunately, challenges with communication are just one symptom of the disease that Bruce faces with this. Uh, while this is painful, it is a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. And, um, you know, there's a lot of more information that uh, she shared. And, yeah, just you know, this this particular disease to me is I mean, and, you know, I don't I, I don't need to tell you anybody who's experienced this or, you know, come in contact with it or even thought about it. It's just where you lose who you are, you lose what you remember, you lose your ability to do the things that make you, it just, it's, it's an atrocious disease. Any of the things in this category, and they come in, you know, unfortunately different, you know, shapes and flavors, but uh, obviously our prayers are with him and with the family and with, you know, and we've all, you know, everybody loves Bruce Willis, <laughs> you know, everybody. And yeah. it, it just, it is, it is a horrible thing to imagine. And I, you know, I think about, you know, what it must be like for people going through it to anticipate that and to have the moments where you remember and the moments where you realize what's happening and it just it's, it, all of it. Uh, Five fifty six on News Radio ninety two three. Uh, meanwhile, Tesla. Tesla is recalling the full self-driving cars. Now, that's not all of their cars, but they're recalling those ones because, oopsie, um, <laughs> they have some issues with some of these cars because uh, apparently it gets confused and misbehaves and does things like it'll be in the turn lane at an intersection and then decide to go straight. So not the greatest thing for a self-driving car to do. And, you know, Tesla <laughs> says, look, we, we told you you got to have drivers in the cars. 
you know, we know there's got to be drivers in the cars, but still, you know, and there's a reason for that. Um, if we had solved all of the issues, well, that would be the news and everybody would be buying these cars. You know, we haven't obviously solved all of the issues, but like 400,000 of these cars that they're being recalled. So, um, you know, it, or sometimes it'll go through the intersection during a yellow light without proper caution is one of the other issues. Uh, failing to come to a complete stop at a stop sign. Well, that's <laughs> it's, it. it's rolling California stops. It's, yeah, it's just <laughs> driving like we do, right? I mean, that's it sounds to me like it's a very it's a very human driving the self-driving candy car. Tesla. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's exactly totally. right. I know. Oh, and by the way, since we're kind of in this vicinity, did you see the thing that came out? This is maybe a week or so ago, but there was a paper put out. It was kind of one of these spiffball-y sort of papers about what might happen in the future as we start to get more and more of our cars are self-driving. And the idea was... When you're still going to have human drivers, that'd be me, on the road driving ourselves, what do you want in traffic lights is maybe a fourth color. You know, so red for stop, yellow for caution, and green for go, and we have some kind of a fourth color. And the color doesn't matter. I mean, they talk about it being white, but it could be purple, it could be orange, you know, it could be anything. Uh, But the purpose of the fourth color would be that the cars themselves are so aware of their own speed position and the speed and position of the other self-driving cars on the road that they're operating as a sort of um, interconnected uh, network of sure. awareness. Like and the so, Borg. Yeah, like the Borg. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so they are driving sure. themselves around the other cars that are driving themselves, right? Right. And thrown into this mix are a handful of humans driving the cars. So, And so in that circumstance... The cars don't need the red light, green light because they coordinate their own crossings of the intersections. So they're just driving, driving, doing what they do. And and the, the question then is, okay, what do you do with the humans when you have this fourth light? The fourth light would say, hey, in case you weren't aware, there's a lot of self-driving cars on the road in your vicinity. The density of self-driving cars is so high that we're basically turning the stoplights off and you just follow the car in front of you. So, you know, there are literally you're driving and there's three self-driving cars in front of you that are going to go through the intersection on white, let's say. And then somebody over there coming from the east side is going to be driving behind their two self-driving cars through the intersection. In other words, we're going to take account of what everybody's doing and we're just going to not have the lights functioning. Just follow the follow the computer in front of you. You're asking people to pay more attention to the roads? That's yeah. a bad idea. Uh, you know... It, little bit reluctant to embrace this solution, but we'll see. I'm open to it. You're listening to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Bond now set for that woman accused in the conspiracy of soliciting a murder uh, incident earlier this week. Also, some reaction to the new migrant flight law signed by the governor this week after Fox.